everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 463. Today we're going to take a look at Porta Nigra. This is from Stronghold Games and also uh, Eggert Spiel over in Europe. Uh, this is the first in the great designer series from Stronghold Games. It's designed by Wolfgang Kramer and uh, Michael Kiesling. It is a very sort of medium weight Euro game. You are sort of collectively building uh, this village here, this town, with the other players. And this is a real place, so the sort of the landmark or monument that still exists today is uh, the Porta Negra itself. Uh, very interesting sort of three-dimensional board with kind of like a worker placement card play that doesn't really do it justice but let's take a look at how the game plays and i'll tell you what i think of it so like i said the porta negra was one of the still standing monuments in a town that i cannot pronounce but it was the largest roman city north of the alps and players are trying to build these various sort of landmarks so you can see the porta negra is up there you've got that sort of black outlined area there that's kind of like this wedge or section of the board here you've got like a Colosseum, you can see that white drawing there. And then here we've got this red building over here, and you can see kind of like a wall maybe and a fortress there. Now the game comes with these cool little 3D pieces, and you actually be placing these out on these various parts of the board. Uh, and that's really what you're going to be doing in the game in terms of your functional purposes of the game is to take these bricks and then put them in these various different spots and you're going to score points in a variety of ways. Uh, each of these sections you're going to get uh, area majority points at the end of the game for each of the different sections. You're also going to get a lot of points from these cards over here as well as possibly from some of these cards over here. There's kind of two types of cards you're going to be kind of set collecting uh, during the game. Now you can see each player has a little figure here and a standee in their color. There's the yellow one and then here's the red one. And one of the things you'll do before you do your first turn is place them in these different sectors here. So if we zoom in a bit, you can see the bricks actually go over a different color. And now these were randomly dealt out also, but you can see any bricks on this spot here are considered to be blue bricks. And then these three here, these are uh, black bricks. There happened to only be one red brick in this case. Now in the middle, are these white bricks and sometimes you'll use these as white bricks but the white bricks can also act as a wild bricks and these are the more expensive uh, bricks to buy and one thing that you'll be doing in the game is you can see these dollar symbols here these coins so if i was here and i was the blue player and i really wanted to come all the way around here and build the yellow bricks on my turn i'd have to pay one two dollars buy some yellow bricks but then let's say i wanted to get back to where i was and use those yellow bricks to build I, I could do that on the same turn, depending on what my actions are. Let's pay another two to go back here, and then now I can build in this section. So a lot of the parts of the game are going to give you actions to either buy bricks or even spend them to build, and you need to be in the right section to either buy that color or build you know, in that section. Now each player is going to get a hand or deck of cards in their color. Here we can see the red player's color. So you'll take and shuffle these up. And then you're going to draw two to start the game. And you're going to be able to play one of these on your turn. You'll play that, discard it, and then you'll draw up to another card. And this will give you two more kind of sets of actions that you can do on your following turn. So the way your turn is going to work is you're going to play one of these cards. Let's say you play this guy here. And you have a certain number of action markers that you can play. Now you can see this card is going to award us three actions. So we'll take our three action markers from the red player 
and then we can take the action. So maybe we'll go here, we'll get $4 into our supply. We'll go ahead and get one of these bonus scrolls. Maybe for example, we can go here. That means we can actually do the build building. So if you see your color figure on top of a stack, that's the action you take to actually build something. If you go here, you can buy red bricks. You need to be in the right spot. You can see if you wanted to buy that lonely red brick there, you as the red player here, we have to move all the way around. So one, two, three, to get back over to here and buy that brick. I'll explain that in a minute. And this one here allows you to buy any brick. You still have to be in the right section. I still have to be here, for, for example, if I want to build or buy yellow, but this allows you to buy anything. Now this is a cool because if you go here to buy red and there are no red, if this was gone, you can instead uh, buy any color brick that you want. Now not all the cards will give you three actions. This one, for example, only gives you two. So your options here are to build or buy any brick you want or get one of these scrolls, which I'll talk about in a minute. Now you can get these little torches as a bonuses and these are little bonus actions. So if I'd used up my three actions, perhaps I had done these three here and now I really want to build, I could have one of these and place that on there and take that action. And then, but I have to lose this when I use it. So I get rid of that. And then, you know, I try to get more torches, but those will give you bonus actions above and beyond those provided by the card. Now each player is going to have a little player board here and they tell you a couple of things here. First off, it tells you the cost of the bricks based on the color. So on that previous turn, if we wanted to buy that red brick, it's going to cost us three bucks. And we're going to go ahead and just stick that here. And this signifies, okay, this is a red brick. So you'll pay the amount for the brick and then you'll get the brick. And there's uh, some other uh, little reminders here. You can actually spend an action or a torch and then you can get an extra dollar. Maybe if you're short a dollar, you can spend two of these scrolls. I haven't talked about fully what these scrolls do yet, but you can, as an option, spend two of these to do a build action, or you can spend two of them to get a new builder or worker in your supply. Now you start with five of these and different abilities and things will give you uh, access to more and more of these. So if you really need these and you need these to actually build, because what you do is you'll put these on top of your stack on the board and you need these to actually do the build action. And here's just a little reminder that white bricks can count as any color, including white. So when you take the build action, like I said, you can have to be in the wedge of where you want to build. And remember on that previous turn, we bought a red brick. So if I was gonna go build, you can see this requires a one red brick. So I could take this from behind my player board, put that on there. And of course I need a builder to mark that with, and I'll get this number of victory points. So I've got three, points in that case. If I wanted to build larger, I could, you know, get three red bricks, get 11 points. The white bricks, they're more expensive. You get more points for those and so on. And the other interesting thing about these different sections is you can see this one here. So it, sh it shows you like a denomination or multiple of three. So as soon as I control three bricks here, so let's say I, on a later turn, I built these two with the white now I have three bricks that are under my control. This little special ability is going to trigger for every three bricks that I have. So as soon as I build that, I'll get an extra $5 plus a new builder or worker into my supply. And the other thing to note here, let's just zoom out slightly, is you can see this is A, B, and C, and this is A, B, and C. And this is showing you the area majority for these three rows and how many victory points they're gonna be worth. So 15 and seven for first and second place for A, all the way down to C, it's five and two. So you're gonna get more 
points for building more stuff and the area control bonus is obviously a little bit more because you spend a little bit more effort there. And each of these wedges here is broken into different sections like that. Now this side here you can see has only an A and a B section so there's only two sort of rows that you're going to score for majority. This one has a slightly different multiple of three trigger which is uh, one of those little bonus torches and a new worker. Next we have this area of the board. This has one long row there so there's only one section to score majority on and the little bonus here for every three is you get a white brick. In that case if you ever get like a bonus brick you just take it out of the supply. The game will tell you if you give it out of the marketplace or the reserve. If you get it out of the reserve you just take it from the massive uh, <laughs> pile of bricks over there and then you put it here in to the correct spot. Now the Porta Negra section is this area up here and this is a little bit different of a spot to build. Now you can see you have sort of a smattering of different colors and things. Uh, the object here is you have to do a minimum of three bricks in each of these spots and it has a little bit better of a bonus for every three you get one of the scrolls which I still haven't talked about and then also two builders into your supply. And then you're going to score points uh, based on the color of the brick. Now in this case, if you use a white brick to sort of supply, uh, you know, act as a red, you don't get five points for that. You get whatever color it's substituting. So if I were to build like, you know, four black bricks here, then I would get four points. If I was going to do four yellow bricks, I would get 16 points. So it's a little bit better. Now what you're trying to do here, instead of having the most bricks in each of the sections, like the other three sections, this one you're going for the tallest and it doesn't matter color here so you can see this chart here so i didn't say that quite right let me say this again so you're trying to get certain heights so if you have a four height you get 15 points if you have the better color so if i had a four height black and you had a four height yellow then you would get the points for level four if you had eight bricks, then you'll see you had eight reds and I had eight blues, then I would get 37 and you would get 18. Now, if I magically had like two level eights, then I would get the 37 points and so on. But the tiebreaker there is actually the color of bricks. So this is a very kind of different, it's still kind of an area control. You're trying to build, you know, the most or whatever, but you're trying to do different heights here. Now let's talk about the two kinds of bonus cards. So off to this side of the board, you're going to see a variety of cards. Let's take a look at a few of these. Now if you, on your turn, build in this section, which is that section over there, and you use yellow bricks, then you can just go ahead and take this card. If you built here in the Porta Negra, then you used uh, blue bricks and you just take this card. If you built in this other section here with the red building and you use blue bricks, you take this card. Now at the end of the game, you're trying to get a set of all four of the different building types. You don't really care about the color at that point. And so in this case, I have a set of three different, so I'll get 12 points for the set. If you have one of each, you'll get 20. And then you can start working on another set as well. So like if I just had a full set, and then I had this guy again off to the side, I would just get two points for that. So this is kind of a set collection idea, and so you'll get points for this at the end of the game. And then off to this side of the board is where we're gonna use these cool little scroll tokens that we've got. And there's a variety of things. So for example, on my turn, I could spend two scroll tokens and then discard, discard, and I would get 10 bucks. I could take two scroll tokens and I could discard them and I would get then a white brick from the general supply. 
uh, you can see here you can get a couple of bonus uh, action markers. It, there's a cool thing here, here it is, and this is a cool thing here. So if you get a full set of those building cards that I just showed you, you can discard all of those. Remember that's worth 20 points. You discard those along with the two scrolls and you keep this now and you have 30 points. Well, there's other cards in here that you can discard two scrolls, discard this card and then you get 40 and then you can go up to 50 and so on. So there's a cool little sort of, I don't know, it's not a tech tree, but just sort of an upgrade thing. Uh, you can get extra guys, you can actually get a build action, you know, do extra things. So these are cool little kind of comboy things that you can do in addition to your normal turn, uh, you know, doing the actions on your action card. So that's all the mechanics of the game. Uh, the game is played in either two or three rounds. There's a cute little round tracker there. In a two-player game, you'll play three rounds, and three and four, you'll play two rounds. Now, a round is determined when everybody goes through all their cards. Because like I said, you play a card and discard it, play a card and discard it. And then once everybody's played through all their cards, you're going to have kind of an intermediate scoring. Now, in the case of a three and four player game, you're going to count all the bricks that you have on the board, double that, and then take either money or points. So let's say I had eight bricks on the board the first time through my deck. So I have 16, so I could take 16 points or 16 money, or I could take eight money and eight points or however I wish. Now in a two player game, you just do it, uh, the number of bricks, and you do it after the first and second round. So it kind of breaks it up and stretches it across three rounds instead of two rounds. But you do that, and then at the end of the game, you get all the points you scored during the game, plus, like I said, the area majority for all these different areas, and that's the game. So that is a Porta Negra. What do I think of it? Well, I really enjoy it, and I'm kind of a sucker for Kramer and Kiesling designs. I've liked, I think, just about every game I've ever played from them, you know, to varying degrees. I really enjoy this one. They have a knack for making a really easy and accessible, like, rule set to get into. Like, you can see, just play a card, take a couple actions in the card, maybe move my guy around to buy some different bricks or build in different areas, and then away I go. You've got to keep an eye on the different bonus cards. So like, okay, well, I can build in this area. That'll give me, you know, the bonus card for the set collection. I'll get my foot in the door in this little row to try to get some area control there. Maybe I'll trigger that multiple of three action or I get a scroll or something and then I can get that and do an extra build or, or get some extra torches or money. Uh, money seems to uh, have a knack of getting just tighter and tighter towards the end of each round. It's like, oh, I'm out of money again. <laughs> but, you know, because you get like a, you can, well, you can pick how much money you get in the second round. But, uh, like I said, but like I said, the main thing is it's, it's easy to get into and there's still some good strategic options to chew on, but it's not going to beat you over the head with it. Uh, these kind of games really go over well for me at a family game night. If we were going to play something, you know, relatively heavy for that kind of game night, it works. Now we still do play just, you know, for edification, like stuff like Steam and uh, Age of Industry and, you know, we, well, we really like Martin Walsh games, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so, but these are kind of like that, it kind of fit in that same thing. Not quite as heavy as those kind of games, but just easy, but it feels like you, you had like a good, you know, kind of the main course kind of thing. So these really excel at that. And I think that can't be, uh, you know, oversold at all this kind of style of game where it's pleasant to play but still kind of fires and kicks off those extra sort of strategic you know uh, uh brain cells uh, so i really enjoy this game i'll definitely be keeping it and adding it to my collection of kramer keesling games so definitely take a look at this one thanks <laughs>